Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour. Thank you for taking time to join us. Uh, We're broadcasting live today from downtown Conroe, Texas, one of the fastest growing cities in America. So we're in the middle of the business, so to speak. We're here today, as usual, in the studio of Lone Star Community Radio. It's the local community nonprofit radio station in Montgomery County, which provides all kinds of interesting programming. If you live in the Conroe area, Montgomery County area, and you've got an idea about a show, you can come to Lone Star Community Radio. Just go to their website at IRLoneStar.com. That's IRLoneStar.com. Well, I'm glad to be your host today. Again, my name is Rick Schisler. I'm a Silver Fox advisor, as well as being the founder of OneBestConsult.com. Quick thought as we kick off today's program. This is the time of the year as we kind of close out another calendar year. We're in the holiday period. People are excited. They've got a lot of things to do, kind of a hustle bustle, sometimes too much for some of us. But it is a time for reflection. And I encourage you, as a business owner, take some time for reflection. I know it's hard. You're busy, especially if you're in a seasonal business and this is your season, you're busy. But take some time to reflect. And, and there are three areas I think we, we need to reflect on at this time of year and maybe even make some notes of what we think about. Uh, one is obviously the accomplishments. The accomplishments that our business has achieved, our employees, uh, even our customers. Think about your own accomplishments. Uh, It's good to take stock. I'm not talking about necessarily patting yourself on the back, but I am. Take time to realize that this past year maybe had some ups and downs. They always do. But congratulate yourself on another year in business. Second thing I I would consider in my reflections is setting goals for next year. If you haven't already done so, it's not too late. Think about what goals you have for your business, for yourself, uh, for your family, uh, and in the case of the business, definitely uh, put those goals down on a piece of paper. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a little bit, but have some goals in mind so that you have a way to check yourself as the year progresses, as 2024 rolls out, are you keeping the ship headed the right direction? And last but not least is reflect on your personal life. You know, being an owner of a small business is is it's it's a dynamic that has many differences in being just an employee or working in a big corporate environment but most importantly i think a component that unfortunately gets overlooked and i have to raise my hand when uh, that's brought up i operated small businesses and sometimes the family got pushed aside not intentionally in most cases it just happens because businesses demand your time when you're the owner of the business Uh, So reflect on your personal life, on your family, things you've done, things you need to do. Perhaps you need to devote more time to them. The whole point is reflect, particularly on what happened last year and what you hope 
will happen in the coming year. Well, the weekly business hours, people from all over Montgomery County and businesses throughout the world come to talk about the latest business news, business ideas to improve your own business, and to be part of conversations that we hope can make a real difference in your business. I want to remind you, if you're new to the show, that the show is broadcast in video as well. Just go to YouTube, Facebook, click on the weekly business hour page, and you can click, and you can watch us as well as listen to us. Also, if you have any ideas, uh, if you have a comment, uh, constructive criticism, or you have a business challenge, email them to me. I love to get that email. It's real simple. Just send me an email here to the studio. It's to Rick, R-I-C-K, at IRLoneStar.com. That's Rick at IRLoneStar.com. One of the features of the show often is the mailbag. In fact, we have that segment today where a listener has sent in an issue that they're having and they want some advice. And I respond to every email I get and openly try to help people meet that challenge or point them in a direction where I know they can get the help they need. So again, the weekly business hour is on the air and we have a wonderful guest in the studio today for you, uh, Mr. Steve Scheffler. Director of Marketing and Communications for the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce. And we're going to take a look back over the past 90 years. Yeah, that's right. Our local Chamber of Commerce here in Conroe is 90 years old. And that's pretty amazing. Steve, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate it, uh, the uh, opportunity to tell the Chamber story and talk a little bit about our history and also a little bit about what, what's coming up with the Chamber. You know, one of the things, Steve, that I always find interesting uh, about a chamber, particularly like the Conroe Chamber, is it started when the area was just starting to grow. Right. I mean, if you read the history of, of Conroe and go to the Heritage Museum and look at some of it, what a fantastic history uh, of a town. And the chamber was right there, step by step, in its true growth period. Exactly. You, uh, you said it perfectly. The uh, the chamber actually existed in the 1920s. We've done some research, and even though we, we celebrate 1934 as the start of the chamber, there was a chamber that, that existed uh, in the 20s. We've, we've documented that, but it did not last. Um, we're not exactly sure what happened. We can guess that with the Great Depression uh, that hit, uh, I, I've been told that, that almost every bank if not every bank in Conroe went out of business in some form or fashion. And if you don't have any banks, it's, it's, it's tough to have a chamber of commerce. Uh, as you know, we, we get great support from our local banks. Uh, and so, so anyway, uh, you can't tell the history, like you said, of the chamber without uh, learning the history of the city. And, and everyone who lives in Conroe for any length of time knows that you know George Strake uh, struck oil uh, in 1931, late 1931. And Conroe, that changed Conroe because it had been largely uh, uh, timber and forest uh, land and agriculture. And so that, that really made a, a big impact on the city. And our, our chamber formed uh, just a little over three years after that happened. Yeah, and that's, that's what I was saying as far as the chamber has been there every step of the way when the real growth uh, started, which was the finding of the oil. You know, one thing is I, I want to take a second because I was reflecting, uh-oh, I was thinking about uh, our visit today and preparing, and I said, you know, 
to understand your business and uh, in, in the environment of the business. Yes, it's 2023, which is almost gone, but everyone, I would think, in small business could benefit by learning some of the history and understanding the history of business, particularly in their area. And of course, we've got the Heritage Museum, mm -hmm. and of course, you and the Chamber are putting together programs and things that'll make certain things available, I'm sure. I've seen some of the slides you offer that give people a sense of where the business came from. Right. And of course, we have a dynamic event being the finding of oil uh, in the backyard of Conroe, so very, very interesting. Before we go any further, though, please share with people a little bit of your business background and sure. how you came to the Chamber. Well, I've been with the Chamber a little over a year now. It's been great. I, I love uh, living and working local here in Conroe. Um, I, my background mainly has been in higher education, marketing, and public relations. So I worked for Lone Star College System for about 21 year, 22 years and also in higher ed at Texas Southern University and a little bit at, at University of Texas. So um, that's, that's largely my background, as well as a little bit of nonprofit work here and there. So uh, I love telling stories. I love writing. I got a journalism background. So the, the opportunity to, to come into the chamber environment uh, and also, you know, have this 90th anniversary sitting in my lap when I started uh, was great. I've been doing a lot of research, and uh, it's been a lot of fun to, to learn about the history of Conroe and the chamber. You know, what a, what a great topic to hand off to someone in your field of communications and marketing. Uh, a lot of messages there that can be uh, passed out and hopefully attract the kind of attention to the chamber that you're looking for. Definitely, definitely. Well, let's kind of jump into this a little bit. I mean, the chamber you mentioned, 1934, uh, the turning point in Conroe, I suspect everyone could agree, was the finding of the oil. Right. Uh, because, and, and that happened in a lot of places. Uh, oil changed the environment almost overnight in many places, and some survived, some didn't, uh, but Conroe's thrived. So let's go back and look at some of the history that you can share with us. Uh -huh. um, you know, the first 20, 30, 40, 50 years, I mean, 90 years is a long time, but what was it like? What did the chamber, what was its focus? What was it doing back then? Well, you have to start in, in 1934, and, and Mayor Harry uh, Crichton, uh, who the Crichton Theater is named after, uh, he, he was elected mayor in that year, earlier, earlier that year in 34. And he, one of the things he wanted to establish was a chamber of commerce. And there's an ad, I think, if, if the viewers can see that, uh, this was an ad that appeared in the <laughs> May 18th, 1934 issue of the Conroe Courier. And it is a call for action um, prompted by, by the mayor. And a lot of businesses signed up for uh, the meeting that was held. Uh, in, on, it was held at the Birch Hotel on May 21st. And actually, we have three uh, chamber members that, that were part of that initial um, impetus that got the chamber started. And you asked kind of what, what was the chamber involved in? What, what, did it, uh, what was its purpose? It was, its mission has always been to, to assist and to grow business in the Conroe and the greater Conroe region. Um, Back then, we were called the Montgomery we were called the Montgomery County Chamber of Commerce, and that's t legally that's still our name, although we don't go by that 
right now. But we, there was Conroe, there was Willis, there was Montgomery, there was no Woodlands. Um, the, the, the county looked a lot different. Um, there was still a lot of forestry and timber industry. Uh, there was uh, the oil, of course. There was banking, and, and Conroe was really the center of, of the activity for the, the chamber. I, looking at some of those early articles, uh, Highway 105 was under construction uh, during that time. So the chamber was actively involved in um, making sure that the legislators and the, the um, state agencies knew what priorities there were and, 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 and that there was a voice for business in Conroe. Well, and, and for those that don't know, there was not a Lake Conroe at that no, point. No, no, So no that lake. became sort of a major shift in uh, business opportunities later on. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it's very much sounds like a ranching agriculture area, timber, uh, and, and that's what it was. It was rural America, basically. Right. And uh, I really love that ad, though, from the concept that the, the mayor— I mean, the, the whole city's reaching out and says, we need a Chamber of Commerce. Yep. And uh, plus, I love the fact you've got three members, uh, I guess, 90-year members yeah, if we of wanna, the Chamber. If we want to go to the, the next uh, slide uh, or the next uh, graphic, uh, there's a, a few photos here I just wanted to share. That This is actually the Birch Hotel where that first Chamber meeting was held. Now, it's gone now. It's gone. Yeah. It's it's no longer there as, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of uh, uh, historic buildings. Although Conroe does a great job of, of, of keeping that downtown oh, wow. very um, historic. And there's a lot of buildings that were survived or were built right after that fire in 1911. But, but the Birch is no longer there. Um, and that's that's where a lot of activity in the in the city took place. Uh, the Rotary clubs, the Lions clubs, they all met there, and the chamber met there too. Um, the next picture shows the uh, a log cabin that existed uh, in the 20s. I think it was torn down when the new courthouse. It, it was built right literally, literally on the same block as the old courthouse, and then in the later in the 30s it was it was torn down. I wish they had they had kept this, but. But that's where the chamber actually used offices were in this log wow. log cabin, log cabin. <laughs> uh, along with the city hall. So city the the chamber and the city were really co-joined in a lot of ways in the 30s and 40s, and then the chamber kind of had its own building and its own um, identity. But uh, yeah, that was that was the first home, and the, that's true humble beginnings. Let me tell you, yeah. we started in a log cabin. Yep. Then uh, you mentioned the, some of the founding members, and we have three members from 1934 who are still um, who are still with us as as active members. And let's if we can go. I think we're a little bit further back. Maybe oh no, it's further back. It's like the fourth slide. Yeah, next one. Yeah. So the uh, Lufkin Conroe. Um, uh, Telephone company, mm -hmm. uh, also known as LCC, it it has now become Consolidated Communications. Oh, okay. So that was one of our our first members, and the, the Conroe Courier, of course, uh, they're still a member, although they you know they they've been conjoined with the Houston Chronicle now. Uh, it's all part of one one entity, and then Gulf States Utilities, which is now uh, Energy. So those three members have, have stayed with us throughout the thick and thin uh, of the chambers. So that's pretty cool, and we're, we're going to celebrate them this year. Um, we have a, our annual guide that comes out, 
and we have a, a little article about those those founding members. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't recognize, with the exception of the courier, their logos. Even probably folks that even work there don't know those names. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. But yeah. that's history. It moves on, doesn't it? It does. It does. What is the the chamber was there? It supported the growth, uh, and it got its own identity. You said in the '40s. Uh, moved into its own facility, mm -hmm. uh, but still, I'm sure, strong backing from the city, still connected in the importance. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your perspective on the importance of a chamber to a business community like Conroe. Well, a, a, a chamber provides so many benefits for not only the members, but the, the overall community. So obviously we, we are a conduit for networking and, and giving businesses the chance to interact with other businesses. And there are so many stories of new members who, who join the chamber and they come to one of our meetings uh, or, or any, any of our events and they, they do business. They, they understand kind of what other businesses there are, how they can support each other. So the networking is critical for any chamber. Um, we also are uh, an established brand, and we have uh, a lot of uh, presence on our, on our website, on our uh, social media. Uh, we can give businesses who might not have that opportunity, or you know, if they're a mom-and-pop shop or one-person operation, they, they can utilize the chamber as a way to help market themselves. We do ribbon cuttings for, for businesses when they first join. Uh, we do... Um, professional development. We have um, monthly, actually twice a month, we have uh, training, uh, whether it's a lunch and learn, which is kind of short, or a, a longer, more detailed workshop um, on different topics that are of interest to the local businesses. So it's a resource for businesses. It's been that way since 1934. Um, we have our, the ears of local legislators and we bring them in and, and they talk to our chamber members. So it's, they have all sorts of opportunities to have their voice heard and, and raise their concerns and, 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 and promote themselves. So well, you know, that's, that's one of the key things. Uh, and this, I've talked about that on the show. Uh, Scott Harper, the president of the mm -hmm. chamber has been on our show uh, several times. Uh, in fact, Scott will be our first guest of the new year talking about what the chamber hopes to accomplish in 2024. But oftentimes I find businesses, small businesses are confused on about what a chamber offers them. Why should they spend their money and their time and perhaps even some of their talent uh, supporting the chamber? Right. Can you kind of briefly uh, kind of sum that up? Well, we have different levels of membership. So, so we try to provide an entry level for whatever size business um, exists that, that wants to take part in the, the benefits of the chamber. But I really think it goes back to um, business supporting business. And, and that's what the, the chamber is all about. We, we give those businesses resources. Um, they, they have a, we, we'd like to show new members how much uh, web traffic there is on the chamber. A lot of um, consumers go to the chamber website to look up uh, our, through our directory uh, what, you know, if they're looking for a plumber, if they're looking for uh, roofing, if they're looking for um, lawn services, you know, all sorts of businesses, banking, um, lawyers. Uh, we have uh, businesses of all shapes and sizes 
that are that belong to the chamber. It's not just big business, it's small business. Every size uh, doesn't matter. They can benefit from the chamber. You know, one of the things too that I feel is so important and what I've learned because I've been a member in my history of different chambers from the Greater Houston Partnership as a small business owner. Uh, but the chamber here in Conroe I, is first is the best one, in my opinion, for small businesses I've ever been associated with because it provides opportunities and so many services. And two things that I identify, it's important as a business owner to get out every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And so you have a chance through the morning mingle, the uh, monthly breakfast, they have an after hours where you can just meet other business people and you can talk to people and develop relationships that perhaps, you know, peers. And uh, because a lot of times I'm running a business and it's, you know, it seems like it's 24 seven and I don't have a chance to, to connect with other business people. Okay. And the second thing this chamber does, which is a little self-serving on my part, but I think is a great opportunity for business, is we provide business roundtables. And I happen to mentor our main business roundtable or CEO roundtable, which the Silver Foxes support, um, because there you get a chance as a member, it's, mm -hmm. it's, you can join, it doesn't cost you anything additional, and uh, get a chance to, in confidential setting, talk about your business, talk about your challenges. Yep. Uh, and the dynamics of those groups, I can't overstate it. Uh, people will tell you that they give a lot of credit to that group, to their success. So this chamber is trying to build businesses up, and it helps small businesses do that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've been on the air quite a long time now, and I'm going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Steve about particularly the last 20 years, give or take, and some of the things the Chamber's done and accomplished. Uh, so please stay with us, and we'll be right back with you. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. Every Friday, tune into Texas Ticket on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM with Armando Nino of Go Lake Conroe, focusing on Montgomery County area events and places. Get a feel of the Texas spirit at the event, paired with guest and vendor interviews, event coverage, and ticket giveaways, and so much more. Join us Fridays and punch your Texas ticket. For more information on the show, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Texas Ticket. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rick Schisler, and you're listening to the Weekly Business Hour. 
And we're having a conversation today with Steve Scheffler, Director of Marketing and Communications for our own Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce. Now, Steve, when we went to break, we've been talking about some of the history of the chamber, some of the things it does. Uh, but let's fast forward in that history. I mean, again, 90 years, a lot of ground to cover. Mm -hmm. But the last 20, 30 years, you know, the, the chamber has become more and more an integral part of the community, the business community in particular here in Conroe. Share with us some of the major things that have occurred and uh, are still working today. Yes, yes. You know, the chamber throughout its history as it grew into, you know, the 40s and 50s, it, it it incubated so many things that that are now either independent of the chamber or still tied to the chamber, but but they're seen as their own entity. And one of um, one of those is the Montgomery County Fair and Rodeo. And um, up until I believe it was 77, 1978, that that it was you know all that operations were housed with with the chamber, um, but it became so big and so involved that it made sense for that to become its own its own entity. So that, that's one example. Um, leadership Montgomery County, uh, which a lot of the local area leaders have participated in. They have a class that goes through every year and a lot of businesses support that uh, in the community. It started out as Leadership Conroe and Leadership Conroe was a chamber event, a chamber uh, activity. And now when the Woodlands uh, became a bigger entity and just the growth of the area, it became logical to have a countywide leadership program. So that's another example. We've, you talked earlier about Lake Conroe and uh, how big of a, an entity that is. A lot of the earliest talks about the Lake Conroe and establishing that with, in the, the partnership that with the city of Houston the, involved with that those talks started at the chamber. I've seen documents and, and meetings and, and all sorts of things that the chamber uh, helped facilitate. Parks, uh, local candy cane park, the chamber donated land um, to, uh, along with the city, I believe, to, to help get that park uh, underway. We talked about streets and roads, um, Loop 336 and uh, FM 3083, all those roads that were, became in the 70s and 80s um, those discussions were held at the chamber with businesses uh, interested in those. And then also the Conroe Economic Development Council and the CVB, those were, those were tied from the earliest days to the chamber and then became more, more uh, part of the city. Uh, the city now manages the CVB and the, the uh, Visit Conroe and the CEDC. You know, going back to those first couple things, which are very visible to everybody, the fair. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Montgomery County Fair, if you will, uh, is very visible. And the folks that live in Montgomery County know or hear about the fair because it is. It's a huge, huge event. Uh, and they do things during the year. Uh, but it's, it's amazing that that started in the chamber. Yeah. Right? So the chamber's trying to build a stronger... Uh, more structurally sound community by, uh, and I'd love to have been a fly on the wall in that initial discussion, like we need to have a fair and we da 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 And uh, like you say today, it is a huge, huge entity uh, and has a tremendous impact it does. on the Montgomery County community. So It really does. Uh, and of course, Lake Conroe speaks for itself. Uh, I haven't seen any recent figures how many millions of dollars economically come into uh, the county because of 
that being constructed, mm-hmm. uh, supplying water primarily for the city of Houston, but still great recreational uh, part of, of Conroe and the nearest really large or, or lake uh, Houston, for Houston to, to, to come out and people from Houston supporting it. So another great idea by a group of business leaders, I assume, is yeah. where it started with. So there's been a lot of wonderful things, and it's interesting. You mentioned leadership, uh, Montgomery County. I mean, that entity, just in the time I've been here, say 10 years, uh, to me it has gotten stronger and stronger and yeah. stronger. Uh, it's very strong, important entity building leaders, and they have them in other counties, but I'm super impressed how this one, uh, with the support of the chamber still today, I know the chamber yeah. sponsors uh situations and and feeds into it yeah so you just didn't cut these people loose in these different organizations no no that's the thing even though that's the like the fair is its own entity we still partner in so many ways with the montgomery county fair with leadership montgomery county but we'd also do our own events and and i I would be dismissed or um if I didn't talk a little bit about uh, Lobster Fest and, and that, the history of that, because it, it got started in 1987. And so uh, for 30 some years, uh, it's been a big part of the chamber and it's a big fundraiser for the chamber. Um, and Lobster Fest started as just a, a one day event with golf and uh, the, the dinner all together. And now it's grown to two days and, and separate events. We have Taste Fest, which happens each spring now, and that's a chance for uh, businesses, uh, specifically restaurants and caterers, to participate and uh, display and show off what they provide to local consumers and also business to business. So those are a couple of big events. We have our Chairman's Ball every year. Um, that's also very historical. Every January, the, the Chamber would um, install its new president and there would be a a ceremony or an event or a banquet to honor the previous year's chair and we're getting ready to do that in January of this year uh, with Nick Davis um, and uh, Jennifer Millington will be the new president uh, or not the president, the new chairman of the uh, chamber starting. Yeah, I mean, uh, Scott got an alarm there, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, so, two, but, great, but, two great leaders in our community. I can say that from right. the, uh, in the gallery because uh, both those people, uh, Jennifer and Nick, do a lot for our community in their respective businesses and participate. So They do. It, and But the, but, but back in uh, the 30s, 40s, the, the chairperson was called the president of the chamber. So the, 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 the staff person was called the manager. So it was it, the nomenclature has changed over the years, but uh, it is. You hear that, Scott? Yeah. He's, he's kind of he's, he's shuffling around. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny how names, that's something I would, you know, your title, you're a director. Right. And, you know, titles are titles, but uh, the key thing there, I think, this again from my observation, is one of the things I like about this chamber is the leadership it provides through its board and through the leadership the, the, the chairman and the other leaders provide. I mean, they're top people. And they're not just from large businesses, uh, you know, big corporations. Exactly. They're small business people, people who have started businesses, and some from the larger businesses, for sure, but it's a mix. It is a mix, and when you look at the the wall of honor that the chamber has, we um, we have honored a lot of our uh, 
former chair people um, and, and other leaders who played a big part in the chamber, people like Don Buckaloo with uh, Buckaloo Chevrolet. Um, he was such an integral part of the chamber, and he he had his his hands in so many things like the school board and in the Montgomery County Fair and and the Houston livestock show and rodeo. He was involved in. in everything but he but he made time because he knew how important the chamber was and he was the last person to serve as back-to-back chairman in 1973 and 74 he was chairman for two years in a row and any anyone who's been chairman will tell you that's that's uh, not easy I mean it takes a lot of your time but he he committed to it yeah one again one of the great leaders that's made Conroe what it is yeah. Once Mr. Strake struck oil, then all bets were off and it was running. And he could have gone a different direction. But uh, great, solid people in Montgomery County stepped up in their, as they came along in history. And I'll, as you said to me, the, chair, the chamber's been at the forefront for all of this to funnel through, to be a part of it. Uh, it's really interesting. Let me ask you, if someone is interested in joining the chamber, uh, why should they, as small business, again, the small business, because this is a small business program, but mm-hmm. uh, why should a small business uh, here in the Conroe, Lake Conroe area consider joining uh, the chamber? Well, I, it, because it's more than a membership. It, it's an investment. It re, it's an investment in your business. And when you make that investment, whether it's at our, our lower level or at one of the higher levels, um, you get so many benefits from that investment and um, you also one of the things I didn't mention earlier was just our building itself a lot of our small businesses don't have conference rooms or um, larger meeting spaces where they can can gather or even have a holiday party if they want Um, the chamber for its membership provides its building and uh, we have spaces that they can utilize that in and of itself could you know help pay for your membership but you get all the other things that we've been talking about, like the networking, the marketing, and, and uh, the governmental uh, advocacy that the chamber uh, provides. So those are the reasons why I would say it makes sense to join the chamber. Um, and w- one of the things we're going to be adding uh, this year, or in 2024, we've installed some technology in our, in our boardroom where we have a lot of our professional development uh, so those those professional development sessions and workshops that we were talking about earlier, um, we're going to be able to record those and have those put uh, onto the website uh, in the member portal so that they can uh, access if they can't make it to one of our meetings or one of our, one of those sessions, they'll be able to to uh, get the benefit from it just as well. You know, and as we close and our time today uh, does come to a close, I want to mention because I'd be remiss. The programs you offer, uh, educational or whatever type of program like this, past week I mentioned to you, attending the one involving nonprofits and businesses and how they can build a good partnership. Uh, first of all, there was <laughs> it was well attended. Mm-hmm. Uh, I attended it because of my interest and in I work with the nonprofit roundtables. But uh, think about that dynamic. I own a business, and one of the things I tell my businesses that I consult or or advise is you need to connect with one or more nonprofits yep. in your business and make it part of the business uh, to whatever level in their various levels. But here I could go for an hour at lunchtime and a wonderful discussion uh, by some truly smart people mm-hmm. from nonprofit and 
from businesses uh, talking about how to build that successful relationship. So now I'm a business, I want to invest in a nonprofit, if you will, connect, and now I've got some tools, some guidance on where to go. I'm right. not just trying to do it on my own, right? Exactly. So you offer a lot of unique, uh, very valuable, down-to-earth, you know, nuts and bolts kinds of programs, educations, and a chance to meet those leaders and connect with them. Right. There's so much expertise just within our chamber membership. So um, we don't, occasionally we'll bring in outside experts, but there's so much we have internally that, that, that uh, they're willing to share and willing to, to pass on that expertise. Another thing we're doing is a mentorship program. We are, through our Young Professionals Network, um, if you identify under 40, um, we have a network for them, and uh, we have partnered and paired uh, business leaders with these younger professionals who are just getting into their, their chosen field, and it's an opportunity to, to learn from people who've been there and done that. So that's another aspect of the yeah. chamber. Yeah. There are lots yeah. and lots of programs like that, and I encourage anyone who's listening, particularly in this area uh, of the country, that if you're not a member, you need to really take a good hard look at it for in the, in the next year at least. Uh, it'll boost your business. It'll make a difference in your business, both in the short term and long term. Well, Steve, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us today. Uh, very informative, 90 years. With, what's uh, As we kind of wind it up here pretty quickly, uh, celebrations, what should we look for? Well, we'll be uh, acknowledging the, the the anniversary, the 90th uh, year round. Uh, so throughout the year, we'll have different events and things, but we'll incorporate it into our existing events like the, the Chairman's Ball and Lobster Fest. And uh, we have the Athena uh, Leadership, uh, Women's Leadership uh, Luncheon in the summer. Um, but throughout the year, we want to um, have some events for our past chairman. Um, and just uh, we'll have a video coming out. Uh, some other things. We're, 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 you mentioned the Heritage Museum, and I'm on the board of the Heritage Museum, and uh, one of the things we talked about was having a, a display uh, at, the, at the museum with some of the artifacts that we've collected. Uh, we'll have those on display at the chamber, but we'll also um, have an exhibit uh, in the summer, in June, July timeframe, I, I believe, um, that people can go and, and see some photos of some of the ribbon cuttings. So they can look at the hairstyles back in the 50s and 60s, and um, just the old businesses that uh, some of which are still here and some of maybe maybe not but it's a chance to, to look back at history and, and how the chamber has grown, helped grow the city. Well and again I encourage business owners uh, and everyone else but to learn a little bit about the history yep. uh, and to understand the foundational basis that you're in business here and what, it, what came before you. You learn something and it could be helpful in your business. Well, Steve, thank you for coming. If people want to reach out to you or the chamber, what's the best way to do it? Well, it's through, through our website. Uh, it's conroe.org. Very simple. Um, the, the, all of the contact information is there. All of our event calendar. We just updated our website. So if they go there, they can, they can get some of the history, which we put on there, but also um, contact information. Right. Yep. Okay, folks, I encourage you to do it. Well, as we wind up today's program, hope you enjoyed that conversation. Don't forget that today's program will be available uh, by Wednesday of this week. You can find it all over social media. You can come to the, the website here at the station, IRLoneStar.com. Uh, click on the show tab, daytime shows, the weekly business hour. It'll be posted there as well as on Facebook, 
the Weekly Business Hour page, uh, YouTube, all over the social media. Uh, and if, again, I encourage you to share uh, the program with other business people you know and perhaps encourage them to become regular listeners. Well, next week we uh, will be in the holidays, so we won't be live on the air, but we'll have a great show that we'll play back for you. Uh, I want to wish everyone that's listening a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holiday, and um, as always, I encourage people. Number one thing, until next time we meet, stay engaged in your business and keep your focus on what's important to your business. Thank you.